The saloon doors swung open once more, and the apparition of a fiery angel wielding a sawed-off double-barrel shotgun appeared in the doorframe. Her hair glowed in the evening sun, and the smoky room accentuated her ethereal presence. She took a couple of steps inside, spurs clinking against the wooden planks, and anchored two shells to the back of the zombie's skull. Once emptied, she tossed the shotgun aside and removed two pistols from the holsters on her hips and fired them as well. Where Bill's head used to be, nothing but fleshy pink pulp on a broken stem remained. Mangled, he continued to stand on crooked legs, until the red-haired cowgirl lifted her boot and gave him a swift kick in the back. The zombie wobbled and tumbled over, more dead than it had been moments before. He bit me! The poor man Bill had attacked withered on the floor, his hand pressed over his oozing neck and his eyes wild with fear. He bit me! The angel with flaming red hair reloaded, aimed, and shot that man dead as well. What'd you go and do that for? A cowboy protested. We might have been able to save him. Trace sneered at the cowboy. That dead man would have crunched his jaws on some poor sap in a matter of hours and spread the disease even further. What a shame, Hank mumbled from his place at the end of the bar. He'd watched the earlier commotion while perched on the same stool, finishing his liquor. Thought we had the town protected. He swooned on the stool, nearly falling over, but caught himself. You know, even with all them wooden fences we staked around the outskirts, guess we're not as immune to the plague as we thought, are we, boys? Hank's got a point, Slapjack said putting his pistol back under the bar. Anyone can walk into town, feeling pretty healthy and fit, not knowing the virus is destroying their internal organs. Unless we strip everybody from head to toe, we'll never be certain. We need a better plan. Trace barely listened to the conversation around him as he focused on the red-haired girl. Something about her rang familiar, but he couldn't quite place how he knew her. She sauntered past the dead bodies and through the crowd of inebriated cowboys. For a passing moment, she locked her eyes on him with a blank stare. He couldn't turn away. Even if he couldn't quite place her in his mind, he was instinctually drawn to her, and he always trusted his gut. It had never steered him wrong before. Well, not when it counted, anyway. The girl propped her foot up on the brass railing that ran the bottom length of the bar and slammed down several coins on the counter. Poor me and old granddaddy. If the men's jaws hadn't been hanging before, they surely were now. She was putting on a show, but he smirked a little at her sass regardless. Girly, you sure you ain't wanting a glass of milk instead? Maybe some cookies? The men roared with laughter at Slapjack's joke, a dig at her youth. Trace didn't laugh. He'd been on the receiving end of a few such jokes himself and didn't find it funny, especially since she'd succeeded in killing a zombie when no one else could. The girl reached across the bar, took hold of the old man's shirt and pressed the barrel of her pistol under his chin. Pour my order. The men hushed. 
She couldn't be more than seventeen or eighteen, but held her gun in a way that showed she'd mastered the weapon. No doubt she'd fire it if pushed. Slapjack raised his hands. All right, all right, just having a bit of fun. While she waited for the old man to pour her drink, she turned to face her audience and rested her elbows on the bar behind her. I can tell you right now, there's no point in having a plan. The disease is spreading across the country faster and wider than you can imagine. The whole town of Smithfield gone. Men, women, and children. The place is a ghost town now, except for a few walkers. And, if you all recall, they'd put up fences, too. A few men shook their heads at her. That ain't true, one man countered. I was just there last month and the place was running like normal.